the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Afterward, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table. And he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. One of the things that I have often said to you is that preaching, preaching is everywhere. Everything is religious. Everything is religious and everyone has some gospel, some good news, some message of salvation that they are putting out into the world. Preaching is everywhere. Think about presidential campaigns. So I was going back in my memory, and I was trying to remember the motto for President Obama's campaign. Maybe you remember this. It was hope, one of his mottos, hope, or yes, we can. We can do it, hope. Of course, you know President Trump's campaign, make America great again, or President Biden's campaign, build back better. Those messages are not just mere slogans, but they are gospels good news, a promise of salvation of some sort or the other, hope for the future. And they are preaching. Their campaign managers, everyone who is a fan, everyone who supports them is preaching that message. Or think about other realms of life. Think about other realms of political, economic life in America. A free market, capitalism, that is our hope for the future. Or on the other side, more government is better. Regulation is what is needed to support our economy. Or maybe just this past week, as you heard that the mask mandate was lifted, you began to preach that gospel, this good news, that you didn't have to cover your face anymore. Or maybe the vaccine was gospel for you, a hope that we could end COVID and return back to normal. You can see how these messages, these messages of salvation, are gospels that are preached throughout the world. And you hear them all the time, as earnestly as any televangelist, as any preacher standing before you might preach them. You hear them day in and day out. Maybe you don't think about them as preaching, but you should. Because everything is religious. There are other more subtle kinds of preaching, the kinds of messages that are given to our children, that hard work and dedication... That is the key to a good life. Or getting good grades. That's a key to a good future. Or being popular. This is the message that is preached among peers. Being popular is all that matters. Or maybe you've heard this one from your family and friends. Real love. Real love is accepting what others do. Not judging. 
Or maybe there's that gospel that you hear occasionally, you only live once. So whatever it is you want to do, just go for it. That is your hope. That is your salvation. Preaching is everywhere. Gospels are everywhere. Everyone has some message of salvation. And it is always good to think again, who are you listening to? What preaching are you hearing? Whose gospel do you believe? But there is another facet to preaching that emerges from our lessons today that's really important to pay attention to. It's always another side to think about. And one way to put it is this. Everyone who hears preaching also becomes a preacher. Everyone who hears good news and believes it, who takes it to heart, becomes an evangelist for that good news. Think about the disciples. This is an obvious case. Disciples are students listening to Jesus preaching. But today, he says something specific. He gives them a command. He says, you will be my witnesses. They have heard his gospel, his message of salvation. They have seen it fulfilled, and now they are to share that gospel. It's completely natural for someone who has heard good news to then share that good news, for someone who has been preached to to then become a preacher. But notice how things happen in our gospel lesson. First, Jesus rebukes the disciples for their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they hadn't believed what was preached to them. Those who had seen Jesus raised from the dead told them, but they wouldn't believe it. And so, not only did they not believe, but much less could they be witnesses, much less could they be preachers, much less could they share this good news with anyone. But it is Jesus' gospel. It is his message of salvation for the whole world, and he wasn't about to let them lose it. And so he appears to them, and he convinces them, and now he has finished his course returning to his Father in heaven to sit at the right hand in all glory. He has opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Salvation from death and hell has been offered to the whole world. The grave has been defeated and eternal life has been won. The gospel that Jesus preached from the beginning of his ministry, that gospel has now been fulfilled and the disciples have now believed it. They heard it and they believed it. Whatever hardness of heart they had before that obscured their view so that they could not see it, it has been removed. And now they can see plainly, and now they hold fast to this message. And Jesus gives them a command to go. To go and share it with all the world. But this is not a burdensome command. Who couldn't share good news? When you hear good news, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to go and tell someone. This is not a command that Jesus even really needed to give the disciples. Because, of course, having believed the good news, they would go. Luke tells us that they went with joy. A surprising thing, considering that they just stood around and saw their Savior being lifted up into heaven. They go with joy. Because the good news that Jesus has given to them is so good. Good beyond measure. And they believe it, and they cannot help but share it with everyone they see. You also are witnesses. Jesus says to the disciples, you shall be my witnesses, and you are witnesses as well. Though you've not seen Jesus with your eyes, you're not eyewitnesses, you also have heard. You've heard that your sins have been washed away, that his blood was poured out for you. 
You've seen the forgiveness of sins. You've experienced it in your own lives. You've been sanctified. You've been given the Holy Spirit. You've been given a hope for eternity, a hope beyond this grave. You are witnesses to the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. And that means that if you have believed it, you also become a preacher. Not a preacher in quite the same way that I am. I've been commissioned by the Holy Spirit through the church to preach from this pulpit to the people gathered here. But you are commissioned by the Holy Spirit to preach in your lives, by your lives, by the way you live, and by the things that you say, you proclaim whatever gospel it is that you believe. So what is it? This is a good question to consider. Think about how much preaching you hear and how many gospels you have heard in the course of your life. Which gospel is it that is proclaimed by your life and your words? Which gospel is it that you show by your deeds, by your attention, by your devotion? Is it one of those worldly gospels, a political gospel? or hope for our economy? What is it that makes you look forward? What is it that gives you hope? What is it that you are really convicted about? What is it that you believe with all of your heart? What are you compelled to speak up about? What is it that you cannot hold your tongue when the opportunity comes to say it? What subject in conversation gets you really fired up? When you look at people, when you look at someone, a stranger or someone you know, do you think first, about the salvation that Jesus won for them on the cross, or do you think about other Gospels that you might share with them? Do you think about whether or not they're wearing a mask, or whether or not they have had the vaccine? Do you wonder whether they're sick or well? Do you wonder whether they're red or blue, who they voted for? Do you wonder what kind of bumper stickers they would put on their car, or what they would post on their Facebook wall? What message, what message would you share with them? What good news would you share with them if you had just one chance? What is the first thing that you think of when you see someone? What message do they need to hear most of all? What good news do they need to hear? Do you pray for them? That they would hear and believe Jesus' gospel. It's good to reflect what gospel is proclaimed by your life and words. You have been called to proclaim Jesus' gospel. For all the times that our lives and our words have proclaimed some other gospel, something other than the good news of forgiveness in Jesus, we should repent. We should turn from our hardness of heart and our unbelief and turn back to Jesus. We should see again his nail-pierced hands and feet. We should see again the blood flowing from his side, the blood that covers all of your sins. We should hear again his judgment over the world and the devil and over every bit of good news that this world tries to proclaim, his judgment that he cries out on the cross when he says, it is finished. You are all witnesses to this true gospel, the one piece of good news that puts every other piece of good news to shame, the one piece of good news that isn't self-serving or inward-looking, the one piece of good news that is actually good, eternally good. And it is more powerful than any other bit of good news because it is born by the Spirit of Christ himself. 
Maybe there are times when you hesitate to share good news with someone because you don't know whether they'll believe you or not. You don't have to worry about that when it comes to the gospel of Jesus because the message is not your own. It is his message. And it is his spirit that works through your words. You can proclaim that gospel day in and day out without fear, with confidence, because it is Christ's gospel. He has brought it to your hearts. Christ has been raised from the dead, and he has ascended on high to rule over the whole universe for your good. He is your brother in your flesh, who is now sitting at the right hand of God, governing all things for your sake, for your life and your salvation and for the life and salvation of everyone you know. Let this gospel drown out every other gospel. Let it put to shame every other attempt at good news in this world. None of them can hold any water. None of the rest of it matters. Your sins are forgiven. Your life is hidden in Christ. You have been reconciled to your heavenly Father. You have a future and a hope for eternity. Every other gospel... As good as it may sound, every other gospel ends in the grave, but not this one. So show it in your life and with your words. You are his witnesses. Let this gospel fill your thoughts and direct your conversation. Let this good news be what it is that gets you fired up, what fills you with conviction. What better news could there be? To God alone be all glory now and forever. Amen.